0: What is truth? His word is truth, right? And so God is raising up an army of believers that are fiery for him, that are bold, that are courageous, and that will not stand in the same old way that they have stood in the past years. In other words, you see the fire of God increasing because you yourself are getting hungrier and hungrier for Jesus, amen? And this army that God is raising up is strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It is the might of the Lord, the strength, the power, the tenacity of the Lord. That's Ephesians 6.10, by the way. That we are strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, right? And so we refuse. We refuse to partner with the devil's agenda. That's why I titled it, You Shall Condemn It. Because we refuse to partner with the devil's agenda. Or the opposite. We also we also refuse to partner with the opinions of people who have taken the bait. Amen. We refuse to partner with things and Amen. and situations and, and people that we should not. Right. So this is an army. It's a feather. This is <laughs> this is an army who know God's power, know God's power, and are intimately intertwined with Him. Amen. Say, is that you? Am I that's that's who I'm talking to, right? Intimately very intertwined with Jesus. So our scripture is Isaiah 54, 17. I want you to turn there, it'll be on the screen. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, church. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Well, I'm going to say it again. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, uh, you shall condemn. Who shall condemn it? You shall condemn it. Every tongue, every tongue that rises up against you in judgment. Okay? It says this is the heritage. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Are you a servant of the Lord? This is your heritage, okay? And their righteousness is from me, saith the Lord. So it doesn't really matter what kind of weapon is is formed. It really doesn't matter. We know weapons are formed, but it doesn't really matter what kind of weapon is formed. It shall not prosper if you don't give it a foothold. That's the key. If you don't give it a foothold. See, the Lord associates demonic weapons with words. We just read it in the scripture. He associates demonic weapons with words. The enemy tries to release word curses over God's people. Many of you guys know what I'm talking about. You've, You've experienced this yourself. If you really understand what I'm talking about, then every single one of you should really say, yep, I've been there, I understand. But yet God says I've given you power to overcome, right? But we have to be able to identify it first. So the enemy tries to release word curses over your life um, to shortchange you. Here's the reason, to shortchange you from what God has already promised you in his word and what he's already purchased for you. You've already been purchased by the blood of the lamb. And every promise that God has already stated in his word is actually 100% coming to pass if you don't allow the enemy to lie, to steal, and to kill, and to destroy what God says is already done. By his stripes, you are already healed. By the stripes that Jesus bore on his body, right? So... So what are we to do? We are to condemn the things that the enemy tries to bring our way and literally return them to the pit. Are you returning certain things to the pit? We need to return certain things to the pit. Identify and return. Say, I'm going to identify and I'm going to return. So why do you sometimes mull over demonic assignments in your mind or in your emotions? Now, don't tell me you don't because you do. Sometimes when you're mulling over the things that are, this happened, and this uh, this person said, and that person said, and I'm still, and I, it, made, it left me like this. Why do you allow it? Wow. Why? Because you don't have to. Remember I said we're not going to give them a foothold. It cannot, been, whatever weapon has been sent against you, right, it's not going to be allowed to prosper unless you give it a foothold. Right. So we have to rise up, right? We have to return it to the pit. So when we read that scripture in Isaiah, Isaiah 54, 17, number one, weapons are formed, but they don't have permission to prosper. And some of you need to look at those situations and say, you don't have permission. You don't have permission to prosper because I'm not going to give you permission to prosper. See, sometimes when things are stated in a different way, restated, sometimes it just helps you connect the dots, You don't have permission to prosper. No, that sorrow, that sadness, you don't have permission to prosper. You may have been formed, but you don't have permission to prosper. Oh, it's an area where I feel wounded and I'm hurt. You don't have permission to prosper. It's poison. It's literally poison. Don't take the bait and literally condemn it. I mean, this is what the word of the Lord says. We are to condemn that tongue. Condemn the tongue. See, when you start to really know, hey, this is what the word says, I'm going to rise up in confidence and in faith, your your life really does start to change. There is an inner witness of boldness. Say boldness. Boldness Comes from God. God. And I'm going to walk in the fullness of it. Mm -hmm. So number one, weapons formed don't have permission to prosper. Unless you give it, right? And then number two, you are required, not somebody else, you are required to condemn that tongue instead of let it hurt you. You know, it's just as easy as you to say, I condemn that tongue, canceling that tongue that was spoken against me. It's just as easy for you to say that, right, Then it is also for you to just mull over in your own sorrow. It really, really is. People go, no, because I'm hurt. Because you're choosing to remain that way. What are you choosing to remain in, Christ or circumstances, right? So it's your it's your right. The, everything I'm saying right now comes from this verse. It is your right. Didn't it, doesn't it say it's your heritage? Yeah. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. It is. Your right to condemn the tongue. It is your right to destroy the assignments that have come against you and your loved ones. It is your right. It is your heritage. In other words, it is your birthright. It's your inheritance. What are you doing with your inheritance? Like you need to do something correctly with your inheritance. Am I talking to anybody that understands what I'm talking about tonight? Because it is your heritage, it is your birthright, it is your inheritance. It's true. So, you know, some of you have sur- survived uh, shipwreck, right? But you're paralyzed by that snake bite. Some of you, you've survived, you have survived some, some pretty drastic things. Like shipwrecked in your whole life. So many things in your life. But then something comes along. Like you gave God praise and glory. You didn't fall for any of that. But then something came along right after the fact. And then you got bit and you you got stuck. You got to shake it off. We got to shake it off. What what did Paul do? He shook it off, right? He was rescued from the shipwreck. But had he allowed that snake bite to remain? He would have dropped dead, guys. Yeah. He survived the shipwreck. Had he allowed that venomous snake to take root, he would have died. Right. So we're not going to allow the venom, word curses, spoken words, right, to have their way. We're going to do what? Shake it off, condemn it. Right? It's God's word. Right? It's God's word. It's God's word. Shake it off and condemn it. Amen. How do we do that? Ephesians 4, 27. Don't give place to the devil. Honestly, it's that simple. Yeah. Don't give place to the devil. Amen. Where have you given place to the devil? What doors are opened? Doubt? Are you doubting what God has done? Are you thinking you're not enough? None of us are. It's all Jesus, okay? It's all him. Are you doub- what, Where have you given the devil a foothold? Is it comparison? Kick it out. Don't allow it to remain. Where has the enemy taken a foothold? We have to realize, the Bible says in Ephesians 4.27, don't give place to the devil. Most of the times, people just continue to read the rest of that verse, but then, honestly, if you just stop right here, if you just stop right here and take the word and apply it. Wow, Lord. I guess there are some areas in my life where I've been allowing. I've been giving place to the devil. I've been making room for him. Where are you making room for the devil? Is it in negativity? Is it in compromise? Is it in just, ah, oh, I'm, so, I'm so this, I'm so that, and it's not lining up with the word of God? You're, you're giving room to the devil. I'm pretty sure I'm talking to fiery Christians that don't want to give any room to the devil. Right. Sometimes it's very subtle. It's always very subtle, right? He is subtle. So we have to recognize the tactics and go, wait a minute, I'm getting a backbone tonight. I'm getting a stronger backbone than I've ever had tonight, and I'm actually going to walk all over him. Not giving any place to the devil. Oh, Lord, open our eyes. Help us, Lord, even in our our emotions. It's because Luke 10, 19 says he has given you power to tread upon. That's right, visuals. Those are great. She's given her sister a visual. That's wonderful. God, he says... He says, I've given you power. Wait, Luke 10, 19. I, he says, he has given you power. I, if it's God speaking to you right now, I have given you power. His power. That's pretty powerful that you have the power of God. Who are you that you have the power of God? Who are we? We are children of the most high God. We've been called according to his word. We literally have been called, chosen, justified. Come on, you've been justified. Just as if it never happened. The sin never, just as if it never happened. God has chosen you. Yes, he has. So behold, there it says authority, but that word authority is actually translated power. I give you authority, I give you power to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you or hurt you, depending on what version you're reading, right? We are called, here's the next thing, you guys, we're called to resist the devil. Some people just resist the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you just have to think about these very short little verses and go, wow, I just kind of read over it. (laughs) Wait a minute. I'm called to resist the devil. That verse is 1 Peter 5, 9. Resist him. Do you read it? Are you reading it with me? Just two words. You know, sometimes you read the whole thing and you actually lose sight of the whole content of that scripture. Resist him. That's it. Say, I'm going to resist the devil. I'm not going to resist the Holy Spirit. I'm going to resist the devil. Are you going to resist the devil? Speak it out. I'm going to resist the devil. Because it's my word. I have God's word on it. I literally have God's word on it. It takes some, it takes some discipline to do that. It takes exercise. The more you do it, the better you, you become at it, though. Right? So we're called to resist the devil. We're called to resist him. And we're, we're also called to let the word of Christ dwell richly yeah. in us so we don't just resist the devil we also have to w- allow the word of God to dwell richly in us Colossians three sixteen. let the word of Christ dwell in you richly again the verse goes on doesn't it and so many of the times you read the whole verse and we again we lose the impact of what God wanted you to take from it the whole verse is good of course but if we're not letting the word of God, the word of Christ, dwell richly within us. Then he goes and he tells us, in all wisdom and teaching and admonishing one another, psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, sin- singing with grace in, grace in your hearts to the Lord, right? And so you almost can get lost in all the adjectives and all the descriptive words. But actually, he says, I just want you to let God's word dwell in you richly, richly. Amen. Wow. We want. How do we do that? By putting it in there, by meditating, by allowing uh, our minds to just mull over that, right? And if we let the word of God dwell within us richly, which how many of you love to do that? Like you just love, you open your Bible and just read that word. So for the rest of you, Father, I do pray that increase of hunger. I do pray. This is not to shame anybody, okay? For for and honestly, we all want that. Even those that raise their hands. I want it, I want more. So, Lord, increase our our desire, our passion. We sing about it, Lord. We sing about it. And, Lord, we're praying about it right now, Lord God, that you would increase our desire, our passion, Lord God, for your word, that it would dwell within us richly, Lord God, because you have called us to have the mind of Christ. And, yes, the word says we have it, but we need to, again, align ourselves with what is truth so we walk out the fullness of it because it's a choice, To walk in what's available or not and so in in uh, Philippians 2 and verse 5 says let this mind be in you let let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus are you kidding me the mind that was also in Christ Jesus the Word of God says let it be in you absolutely the same mind Don't tell me, but he was God. The same mind. Let this mind be in you. Let it be in me. Amen? Amen. The word of the Lord. And we're called to cast down. Wild imaginations, 2 Corinthians 10.5. 2 Corinthians 10.5. Casting down arguments and every high thing, every high thing. I cast down every high thing, every argument, every high thing that exalts itself. Anything that tries to stand tall and proud against God's word. That's what this is talking about. Those thoughts. Those thoughts that come from the enemy. Or they may come from yourself. That literally try to exalt themselves above the power of God in your life. We're to bring those down. We're to take them cap- make them captive. Make them obedient to the word of God. We are called by God. Cast it down. Someone cast it down. So therefore, we have to be pretty militant in our walk, don't we? Not on our own strength, by the power of the Holy Spirit, of course. But I'll tell you, you know, like what we just got done experiencing, this incredible move of God's Spirit. Wasn't that just incredible? Oh, my goodness, God's power, his incredible, beautiful presence. So it's something that the enemy can't stand. He hates it with a passion because people are literally getting set free, filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, healed and set free in any every way, right? Every way. You know the enemy tries every way he can to stop. Not just one, not just two, but many, many individuals. And he'll start with your mind. Oh, I don't know about all that. Oh, I don't know about, you know, all the doubts, all the negativity. But it's up to us to be militant. And we are to cast down. Cast it down. Cast down the argument. Cast down. Every, every argument, every high thing, anything that's exalting itself above the knowledge of the word of God. So it's our job. Say, it's my job. And I'm going to do my job. Like, for instance, when a symptom comes back after you were been, you've been healed. You were healed in the glory. Here's, a, here's an example how you do this, right? A, you were healed in the glory, and then a symptom comes back. What should your response be? Oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't? Okay. By his stripes, I was healed. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I shall condemn that tongue. No weapon. Are you kidding me, devil? You're under my feet. Do you know that you would be able to retain your healing if you actually stand up and be who you are called to be? Be who God called you to be? Yes, be who God called you to be, a valiant warrior. It's faith in his word. It's literally faith in his word. Okay? It's, it's literally you rising up and saying, wow, Jesus, you already paid for this. I'm not going to let the devil steal it from me just because I, I I received the healing and the glory and then I walked out, you know, two days, three weeks later and, I'm, and I have that pain again. Take authority and say, no, you don't, devil, I'm healed. I'm a child of the most high God. He's already purchased for me. He, the cross is enough. He already shed his blood for me. So that's just one way that you can literally apply what I'm talking about in the way in the, in the area of healing. Right, but it's the same with anything in your anything in your life. You're standing believing for something, maybe it's a financial issue, right? A situation, but you already have the word of God on it. You already have what God says on it. He says, abundance over you, right? He says, I desire that you prosper, that you be in health, that you prosper, that you prosper. I desire that you prosper. Does he not say that in his word? Yes. The desire of the Lord. So you have the word of the Lord already, right? The blessing of the Lord it maketh rich, he has no sorrow to it. You have the word of God. You stand on it. You stand on it. You see the mountains start to move. You start to condemn those things that need to be condemned. You need to cast those things out. Say, no, 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 devil, you lost. It's lost. You've lost. We will believe the report of the Lord. We will believe the report of the Lord. This is in Isaiah 53, verse 1. It says, Who has believed the report? of the Lord and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed has the word of God been revealed to you are you believing the report of the Lord we shall believe the report of the Lord his report is good his report is is eternal right his report is everlasting his report is he's for us and not against us amen glory to god So when you're in a full force battle in every direction, and I know we've all been there. We've all been there and from time to time, but so critical during those times that what comes out of your mouth is truly the word of God because the devil is waiting on your mouth. He is waiting on your mouth. He's waiting for you to partner with the lies. He's waiting for your mouth to speak negativity, doubt, anger, Frustration. I understand. You go, yeah, but you don't understand how hard it was. You know what? No, I do understand, it. and we all understand because every one of us have been there. But you and you pick yourself up, say, Lord, forgive me. I've, I've failed in that area again, but I'm not going to continue to fail in the same area because the grace of God is enough. It's sufficient. Amen. So we call upon the name of the Lord to make us stronger than we were yesterday. Right? We literally call upon his name and say, no, Lord, I'm not going to fall for the same old tactics. Your grace is sufficient. Your power is made perfect in my weakness. That's the thing right there. We stand on the power of Christ, not your own. It's not how many scriptures you can quote and have memorized, although that's a good thing. But it's your ability to rely upon the Holy Spirit and his word, which is engrafted in within you. That's what it says. Let it be engrafted within you. Hallelujah. So greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You start decreeing that. That's what should come out of your mouth. Greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. 1 John 4. 4. So put his word to work. Instead of putting the word of the devil to work in your life. Because you're doing one or the other. In every area of your life, you can even just do a mental, you know, assessment right now. In every area of your life, wherever you see the Word of God really, um, you know, causing you to grow and be victorious, you know in that area, you're putting the Word of God to work. And wherever that's not happening, you're putting your own emotions, your own desires that are not lining up with the Word, and the enemy's will. You're putting more emphasis, more stock in that because that's the fruit that you're seeing. So, so we want to see the right fruit. So put the word of God to work. See, both sources carry power, guys. They both carry power. Obviously, God's power is not going to be matched. But they do both carry power. Can't say the devil doesn't have power. Just doesn't have as much power as he acts like. He needs somebody to agree with him. Jesus already went to the cross and he already shed his blood. He already shed his blood. So, in other words, the power is already there present. You just got to take it. You got to say, wow, thank you, Jesus. I can't add to that. You can't add to the finished work of the cross. You can't add to it. Just need to be in agreement for you to receive it. So, both sources carry power, but one is unto life and the other is unto death. Jesus defeated the devil and he took back the keys. He took them back. Say, he took them back. He rose again and with, with the keys of death, of hell, and the grave. Revelation 118. Let's put Revelation 118 up. I am he who lives And was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. He has the keys. He will not be robbed. He has the keys. That means the doors are being opened. That means he has the authority and he's given it to you. He's given us the keys. We have the keys now. He's given them to us. Hallelujah. In the Amplified Version, it it reads like this. And the ever-living one, living in and beyond all time and space, I died. But see, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of absolute control and victory over death and of Hades, the realm of the dead. Powerful. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that he's already spoiled principalities and powers in in Colossians 2.15. It's already done. He made a show of them, right, openly triumphing over them. Amen. Amen. So Jesus came to earth as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit, and he defeated the devil. And you too, you are anointed by the Holy Spirit, church of God. You're anointed by the Holy Spirit, and you're also called to defeat the the devil. Because the same Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. The same. Because as Jesus is, so are you in this world. First John 4, 17. 1 John 4, 17. And in Romans chapter 8, I want to read to you Romans chapter 8, starting in verse uh, 29. It says, for whom he foreknew. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. He already foreknew you. He already knew you. Predestined you. Conformed you to the image of a son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Predestined, he called you. He, whom he called, these he justified. That's why the enemy is a loser. You're already justified. He just wants to lie to you and tries to, and so much of the time it it works because we're not thinking biblically, right? So he justified. Whom he justified, he also glorified. Glorified. It's not just one day when you go to heaven and you have a glorified body. He wants you to live with the glory of God within your presence. Literally shining forth, a bright, shining one for Jesus. His glory coming forth out of you. Says he glorified. We're not talking about, oh, I want the glory, the the accolades. Anything good that comes out of you is to give glory to God, the Father, Holy Spirit. Amen? But you are called by him to literally be his vessel. Then it says, and what then shall we say? To these things if God is for us who can be against us you've got to say that at the time when you really really need if God be for me who can be against me when you get that bad report when your son or your daughter comes home and they're so and they're so you know filled with so many demonic spirits because of the drug and drug use and drug abuse that they've been involved in. If God be for me, because you know that you become the target to try to wear you down. If God be for me, who can be against me? If God be for you, who can be against you? Turn to your neighbor and tell them that. Tell them like you mean it, though. Tell them like you mean it. If God be for you, who can be against you? Don't you love God's word? It's so incredibly powerful, so rich and so beautiful. Wow, Lord, thank you. You said, if God, if you, Lord, are for us, which we know you are, then nothing and no one can be against me. Like you need to just rephrase this. Lord, since you are for me, nothing and no one can be against me. Wait, wait, nothing and no one? That's right. Like when you get the revelation of that, nothing and no one can actually be against you. Like if they try to, they're just going to have to sit there and sulk in their own misery because it ain't going to touch me. Yeah, literally under your feet. They can't, no, I'm not going to work here. Not any longer because God is for me. So no man, no assignment, Mm -mm. can't be against me. If you try, you're defeated because I will not move because the strength of the Lord is within me. We will not be shaken. That's what the word says, Psalm 16, verse 8. You will not be shaken. Come on. Then it goes on. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? You guys, what a promise this is. We read past this, and we just want to get to the next one. Who shall bring a charge against the gods elect? Wait. Just wait for a second, please, and let's read this again. Verse 32. He... Who did not spare his own son. He didn't spare his own son. In other words, he he allowed him to go to the cross. He didn't. Who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? All things he's given you freely. Somebody should get excited about that and shout out hallelujah. He has freely given me all things. I can't add to that. I can't add to all. It's all. And you know what? It's free. Freely giving you all things. So who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Don't you love it? He knows how to defend his own. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. And he's already justified you. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore, it is, all, is also risen, and who is at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Oh. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or, you know, pearl or, or, peril, or sword? For it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter, but yet... In all these things, we are more than conquerors uh, through him who loved us and loves us. Still, in all of these things, we are more. You're more than a conqueror through Christ because of his love for you. You are more than a conqueror. The reason that you're going to condemn these things that need to be condemned, because you are more than a conqueror because of what Christ has already done for you. Right? Yeah. Because he's already done it, Because, because it's already done, the price has been paid. The victory's already been fought, purchased, won, okay? We will now stand on our scripture, which was the main scripture I really wanted you to get in your spirit, which is in Isaiah 54, 17, and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you are going to condemn it. So we have to be willing to say, Lord, I, I need to identify that which is rising against me. I need to identify because it's not going to be allowed to prosper. Those three things just from that scripture, I'm going to repeat those three things just from that scripture, weapons formed don't have permission to prosper unless you give it permission. So don't give it permission. Don't give it, right? Do not give it permission. The number two, you are required to condemn it. You are required. You start rising up in your faith, and you start condemning the work of the enemy, and you realize, wow, I'm awake now. Man, we were asleep at one point, but we're awake now. And then number three, it's your right. It's your heritage. It is your heritage as children of the Lord. It is your heritage. It is your inheritance. It is your birthright. It is your right. It is your right. The enemy tries to accuse you before the father, but he says, I don't see it. It's not there. It's already been buried at the bottom of the sea. It's already been cast as far as the east is to the west. I don't see it. Jesus has already paid the price. It's not there. But instead, what most people do is they partner with the accusations. And they're like, oh, yeah, but, and then, and then, and this, and that, and I felt this way, and then this thing happened, and they partner with it. It's not there. I condemn that lie. Identify what's truly a lie and what's truly the truth. God's word is truth. That every man be a liar. God's word is truth. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, don't receive it. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you have You said, you told me, raising up strong army, a strong army who refuses to identify with the enemy's tactics. And this strong army that is so in love with you, Jesus, so in love with you, Father, Lord, they're also becoming very spiritually wise and discerning to know that the tactics that may increase, we are—we actually have weapons of warfare that are stronger than anything that would come against us. So, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you, Lord God, for awakening, Lord God, hearts and minds. I thank you, Lord God, for the fullness of your spirit within us right now. I thank you, Lord God. We return those things to the pit that need to go back to the pit. We condemn the things that need to be condemned. And we will stand in the righteousness of God because you've already purchased it for us. Our righteousness is because of Christ. I thank you, Lord god we remember what you have done lord god we we remember the working of the lord in our lives we remember even what the word says and we will not shrink back you will not shrink back in fear you will not shrink back in timidity you are bold the righteous are as bold as a lion you're not shrinking back you're walking forward but let the increased discernment of the lord be upon you right now father let any place where there is where there is a delusion, where they don't even see, Lord God, in their in their in their selves, Lord God, the things that are not of God. Lord, there's been there's been compromise and mixture. Right now, we just take authority over the mixture, and we command right now that mixture to be exposed, to come up to the surface and to be dealt with correctly. In the name of Jesus, for we don't have time. We do not have time to literally partner or be in areas and involved in things we have we should have never been involved in in the first place no time left for that it's time to rise up and wake up it's time to fully wake up it's time to claim what is yours and take it back take back what belongs to you church of God Take it back. Realize that God has put you in a house, this house, that you are covered by the blood of Jesus, but you're also covered by the anointing that resides in this house and upon your leader. You must understand how this works instead of being one that doesn't understand and then therefore continues to walk in mixture and wonders why. There's always this film of deception. This film of not knowing confusion. And just this all of this stuff. I am telling you, God says enough is enough. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What is truth? God's word is truth. We're going to stand on it. We're going to partner with what the Holy Spirit has already said. And we're not going to waver. You will not waver because you, you are called by God, church. You feel weak or emotionally, you know, off, take authority and command it to go. Condemn it. Rise up. Rise up. Seriously, I'm talking to all of you. Rise up in your inner man, In the mighty name of Jesus. I'm going to ask you to all stand right now. Father, even as just symbolically as you're standing right now, Father, I thank you that you're causing them to rise up within them. In their spirit, man, they're rising up victorious in Christ. They're victoriously. Wow! Thank you, Lord God. The victory of Jesus is already upon their lives. I thank you, Lord God. They will hear the word of God. They will add to their learning, and they will change. I thank you that they're changing right now. I thank you that their minds belong to you. They have alert minds. Their minds are not foggy. Their their minds are not dull. They have an alert mind. You have have an alert mind because you have the mind of Christ. Literally, get behind me Satan. You have no place here. You have no place here. You have no place here in the name of Jesus. Amen. Somebody shout amen.